Welcome to the IBM Podcast Network. TFG Interviews is an IBM production and you can also check out their other awesome shows like Drinks and Destination, a handy guide to the world of wine, spirits and more along with a dip into travels around the world. You're listening to TFG Interviews. Well, it gives me immense pleasure to introduce this guest on our uh, today's TFG interview podcast. Uh, well, we it was a pre-recorded show. Uh, I met him on Tuesday. He's a on-court shuttler, but off the court, he's an artist, a very good one, I should say. Um, you know, if you already know him, you must be you must have seen all his sketches on his social media. And if you don't, uh, you can check it out on our website, thefangrass.com. Now, for those uh, badminton fans who haven't guessed him as of yet, now he. goes by the name ajay jairam uh he has one more uh, feather to his list of accolades that is he is at present the highest ranked men's single shuttler in in india now that's number 13th i interviewed him asked him a lot of questions about uh, you know what how does it feel to be at that stage and at this point i mean he's 29 he's not uh, an upcoming shuttler so he though it's it's come too late he believes that uh, he still has it in him to take it forward and give his best uh, in the coming days and we've seen shuttlers do that in the past we've also seen arvind butt who at the age of you know around 32 33 picked up a german open title we also are at the present still seeing uh Lee Chong Wei do do well in the international circuit and well Ajay Jaram has a hell lot of things to do ahead now he also speaks about his artistic side he also reveals how he got into it and what he thinks of it so all that you have is right here so let's head on to his conversation so you are at the moment like at the best performance i would say because after a very long time we've seen Ajay Jaram in his best and uh we've also been rewarded because you are indian male shot among the male shotlers you're top uh to be precise 13th so how does it feel like you've after a very long time i mean it's always talks about kashyap srikanth and then pranoy it never came to ajayjara or a very few there's a very limited period now again you've rose and they are quite like far behind right now so how does it feel the moment uh yeah i think uh the key i would say the past one year was that i've had a lot of consistent results like in the past i've had really good spurts of uh, performances here and there but it's been um, you know quite spread out so there's been like this one dutch open at that i'd won that i'd been in then uh, the korea open final so it's not been a very consistent uh, thing over a you know period of let's say 5 6 months but i think that's been uh, that's happened this time I think that's the result. That's the reason why I've uh, you know those to thirteen. So yeah, it feels definitely feels good. But uh, I'm uh, I think I still want that big win. So that and and that's what I think I need to break into the top ten, which is like like my immediate target right now. So yeah. Now, uh, what made you settle in Mumbai? Because I'm coming to this question is because we've seen shuttlers across. from wherever they are they mm-hmm. kind of leave their hometown and you know they're in hyderabad mm-hmm. and train at gopichand's academy and many crops have come in mm-hmm. so was it a personal decision or did you not want to be at the gopichand academy uh you mean you're talking about now or over the over the period well actually uh, for close to 8 9 years i've been in bangalore mm-hmm. i've been training okay. in bangalore but yeah i think initially when i was uh, 18 uh, i chose to train with prakash padukone in bangalore okay 
and uh, kind of stuck on there for about four five years. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then uh, I happened to meet my coach Tom John. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's he has kind of actually always been uh, you know integrated in the Indian circuit mm-hmm. in one way or the other because mm-hmm. he was initially had come to India to train at the Gopichand Academy back okay. in 2005. That's when I actually first got to know him. But in 2010 he came for a short stint to Bangalore. Okay. Uh, because he's pretty close to Vimal sir. Mm, okay. And uh, then uh, he kind of told me to come to. Uh, he was the coach of Portugal at that time. Okay. So he said uh, he kind of asked me to train over there for a couple of months, and uh, he said he would uh, find me a club in Europe somewhere. So that would make it easy for me to play tournaments there hmm, and uh, hmm, you know right. kind of improve my ranking. I was kind of struggling at that period because I was okay. probably 80 or 90 in the world or 70, 80. Hmm. Yeah. So then I moved there, and that turned out to be a very uh, good decision actually because um, his training really helped me. He's okay. quite unique in that sense that um, he manages to get the best out of you. Mm-hmm. So when I moved there, and within three months, my actually my ranking just shot into the thirties. And uh, he also found a French club for me, so okay. financially also it helped a lot. So yeah, I think um, after that he, you know, moved to India. One year he was in Lucknow, and then he started his own academy in Bangalore. So I've just kind of been with him. Hmm. Okay. Uh, but yeah, I think the last couple of months I just, uh, you know, I've been in Bombay more. I just wanted to actually. I think I've been away too long. I just wanted to be here for the while. So I'm just trying it out, and I mean, it seems to be working right now. Hmm. So yeah. Since you mentioned the French club association, hmm. uh, you were part of that. Hmm. Why yeah. do you like tell something in brief your experience over there? Uh, well, I think Europe has a very uh, good league system, hmm. but of course the main thing would be Denmark because it's right. it's uh, of course the strongest European nation, right. and they have a very good league system. And then uh, a few other countries too have it. Hmm. I think Germany has a decent one. I've also played in the German league the okay. following year after that. Uh, France has a league, not very big, but it's pretty uh, well spread out. Like it's a period of eight months, hmm. and you have. Um, I think close to 16 matches or something over the over that period, hmm. and um, yeah, it's so f- it it helps when um, you know you're not, let's say you're not in the national team, hmm. a little behind the rankings, and you want to you know make that big leap. It helps if you base yourself over there, and that way you kind of you can play for the club. They you know pay you pay hmm. for your expenses and stuff. And um, Europe has a lot of uh, small smaller level tournaments happening. About maybe ten um, to twelve that happens, so you can you know get to play six, seven, eight tournaments over there, and that really helps your rankings. Your mm. and you get some good wins, you know, playing smaller tournaments. So in that sense, that helped me too. So I was training with Tom in Portugal, and um, I used to fly for matches in the French league. Uh, so that whole thing actually um, built my confidence a lot, and uh, yeah, it, I think it shaped a lot of my career then. Mm. Now recently, we uh, back in the conclave took place, and mm. all of you were part of it. Yeah. Uh, it is also the first one after you know, Mr. Akhilesh Das mm. passed mm. away, and then the new one coming up. Mm. So, if you can, you can just can you just share what is ex- exactly few things that took shape about, or what you all discussed about? Yeah, I think uh, the first thing when I heard about the conclave happening, mm. I was quite uh, happy and surprised actually because uh, never before as a president, you know. Been elected and wanting to interact with the players in the mm. very first uh, um, as he takes up the job, so that was quite encouraging. 
and uh, it was quite nice actually because uh, he was there with a very open mind and he, you know we could be quite honest and frank about whatever problems he faced and whatever we think uh, needed to be changed for um, taking things forward so in that sense yeah it seemed like a very positive start and um, it was nice because there was just players he had a separate meeting with yeah, the players yeah, with the coaches yeah. and uh, so yeah um, there were quite a few ideas and I, a couple of them actually seemed to have already taken shape like we've all received our prize money which mm. was kind of um, we had quite a bit of backlog in that respect so yeah hopefully um, you know um, he also said a lot of things where he wanted to um, expand the number of uh, centers in india not just concentrate in one area so if he could actually implement all of that i'm sure it would uh, help not just me i think indian badminton on the whole so mm. yeah uh so now people have been like mainly shuttlers if you go to see because though badminton is slowly gaining no slowly but mm. you can already say that it's been up mm. there gaining all the laurels that mm. india deserves all the mm. individual ones uh there's still lack of coverage for the sport okay mm. now quite a few players have been vocal about it uh you yourself point out things at mm. times mm. uh so what account, what do you think as a player when you look back at it what do you think why do you think Mira does that. I mean, according to a player, when he's sitting, when he or she is sitting down, like I'm taking stuff, but then mm. nobody's really talking about it. Uh, yeah, but I think if you look at it, I think badminton, in the sense, the way it's been marketed, is not exclusively an Indian problem. Hmm. I would say even at the world level, barring maybe a few countries where badminton is really popular, right? It's it's not very known. Hmm. even a tournament like the all england which is probably the biggest tournament in the circuit right in the regular circuit at least and yet i don't think i don't see uk or you know um, birmingham at least that's the city where it happens hmm. Hmm. it's not uh, it's not the talk of the town in that right. sense so i think even the way it's marketed at the world level bwf i think a lot needs to be changed for example i think the way tennis is doing stuff of course it's not a recent thing tennis has been doing yeah. that over you know so many years and built it up so yeah. i think something of that sort with a much more professional approach so i think tennis is headed in a uh, it's it's a private thing it's not a bureaucratic mm. thing so in that sense if uh, that shift i think at some point needs to happen mm. and uh, only if it's marketed at that level with there only then you're going to see um bigger names out of the you know the achievements mm-hmm. that we achieved mm-hmm. so yeah. i think uh in that sense i would say india actually in india i think if you're really big then you just you're blown all over the news like let's say sign us in yeah. but anything lower no one really wants to i guess no one really makes their money out of it mm-hmm. so in that sense yeah um indian wise also i think there definitely it could get better there's mm-hmm. no doubt about yeah. that but again i think the main approach would be somewhere in a more global stage okay uh now uh do you do you think what you achieve at the moment uh is probably come too late yes we know lee jongwei mm-hmm. is 34 who's mm-hmm. still going as if he's just started mm-hmm. playing but one thing that probably he has and probably you lack in a in a mm-hmm. way is consistency like mm-hmm. he's shown yeah, uh continuously so do you think that this what you watch you the feet like you know being 13th mm. and is come a little too late uh i don't do know you think age will catch up to you one day i don't really uh, look at it 
that way I would say it I, and I'm, I think it, that doesn't really help to look at it that way uh, yeah I think I've had like you know uh, erratic results over the past and also I think I've faced injury issues which kind of delays you know because I remember when I was uh, in 2013 in uh, even that time I had I think 2-3 quarterfinals and I was I think 20 or 21 in the mm-hmm. world and I had 6 months with you know no points to defend and there was commonwealth and nation <coughs> yeah. games in 2014 yeah. but sadly then I got injured and I had to 6-7 month layoff yeah. so I think maybe at that time the same thing would have happened had I mm-hmm. you know played on but uh, but I think that's 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 sport that's life in general so uh, I'm quite happy that you know I'm still here I'm still playing when Indian badminton is uh, literally such a yeah. wonderful stage so and uh, like you said I mean Lee Chong of course is a whole different level altogether if you compare even you know any other athlete so yeah I'm still uh, I think with the knowledge and resources that are available today, you know, prolonging one's career to 34, 35 isn't as hard as it used to be. Hmm. So in that sense, I think I still have a good few years where, you know, uh, and I really don't have a chance to complain that had I done it before, I could have done much better. Hmm. So hmm. I think I still have a few good years and um, if I can um, be smart about my training, be smart about the tournaments I play, hmm. I could, uh, you know, get that top 10 top 5 maybe even so let's see now you mentioned I mean many every it's it's part and parcel of the game injuries are something that you know is tagged Mm. along when you're a player when you're an athlete Uh, now do you think uh, and that we've seen that many now for example Kashyap is a Mm. I mean good example for that Uh, his ranking has really gone down Mm. because of it so do you think uh, the association or the ones who are running badminton should probably kind of take a note of that you know, when you see a player getting injured, hmm. probably, you know, give him a, a little bit of freeway, saying that, okay, take it easy. Hmm. Probably we won't, you know, your points won't be deducted hmm. because you're not playing, because there's a valid reason. So hmm. do you think something in that way, will that help the players? This is actually a very good point, because uh, this actually was brought up in the meeting of okay. the president about okay. how, inju- how uh, in India, when a player gets injured, hmm. he's kind of sidelined and it yeah. becomes that much more harder. Yeah. Well, when you talk about the rankings... Uh, I think tennis has a system where if you're injured, there's something about protecting your ranking. Uh, I don't know how that works exactly, but badminton at the moment uh, doesn't really have that system. So I don't think um, discussing that would be of any use. Hmm. So, you know, working with the current system, I think, yeah, if the association could, uh, for example, when I was injured, I was... uh, forget being in the Indian team I was actually out of the core group itself mm-hmm. and that's really really sad because when I was injured I was number 2-1 like close that that high in my ranking mm-hmm. in 2021 and then suddenly 6 months later you find that okay your ranking has dropped but there's obviously a very genuine reason why it has dropped yeah. and then to actually be uh, uh, you know you feel bad that you're just dropped you're nowhere now suddenly the association doesn't even treat you as a, hmm. you know, part of their this team. So, and then I had to obviously fund all my tournaments on my own before, okay. and actually had to win the Dutch Open before being put back in the team. Hmm. And that's not always easy, actually. I mean, it yeah. happens, it's yeah. especially when you're back from an injury. It takes time for you to build that uh, level back. So yes, definitely, I think the association needs to look into that and uh, you know provide a much more better. A rehab phase for the player and give like you said a 
little bit of leeway so that he can mm-hmm. you know play a few more tournaments in the mm-hmm. team uh, and in that sense i think kashyap has actually been interacting with them yeah. and he's been put in a lot of teams so i think yeah that's that's something that needs to be done mm-hmm. surely now coming to the pbl we first saw it in 2013 called ibl and mm-hmm. then we thought it would never happen because mm-hmm. a lot of yeah. off the court reasons yeah. and everything but it was a great thing that it started again mm-hmm. i mean with a new yeah. name uh, and attracted i would say pretty more fans mm-hmm. to and more crowd mm-hmm. and since badminton was at the peak mm-hmm. there were more uh, viewership mm-hmm. so how was your experience like the first season with delhi uh, aces you won the title mm-hmm. tell us about that experience I can tell you about all three actually. <laughs> so the first IBL also actually was a big success in my yeah. eyes. I think yeah. that was actually the uh, biggest crowd puller if I'm not yeah. wrong honestly. And uh, that was actually a very exciting one because our team won and mm. uh, I mm. think I played the last match of that uh, thing it was 2013. Mm. And then uh, as luck would have it I think the next PBL also we, our team won Delhi. So yeah. uh, I think I've been pretty uh, like a uh, you know lucky with as far as kvl goes they done well even this time i think uh, i had a very good chance to actually yeah. make it three in a row but uh, well yeah i think the last match didn't go according to plan but on the whole i think uh, pbl has been doing really well i think that was something that was needed hmm. for badminton to gain that extra mileage in popularity and of course as players i think it it helps so much hmm. you know um, financially of course it's a huge yeah. thing and uh, Uh, if you look at it i think a lot of people watch the pbl so it's literally like everyone keeps asking you okay when when's the next one when's mm-hmm. the next one and that kind of crowds which i see during the this i don't really see it in other tournaments mm-hmm. so it's 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 very good that that's happening because people get to know you people uh, start following your you know entire right. this so in that sense pbl has done a lot for indian badminton i would mm-hmm. say and uh, yeah i think uh, and this time was of course special cuz i was playing for mumbai as well mm-hmm. and i always wanted to be part of the mumbai team so yeah it's been a very good experience personally for me all three of them so so how 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 was the last one being like companionship with pranoy being mm-hmm. and then you also had sanji you mm-hmm. in the women's then yeah. of course the doubles uh, mm-hmm. the few top players were there so how was it like you know sharing the dressing room with all of these top players it was always great all three like i said has been a very good um, thing in terms of team because you you don't interact in such close quarters right. with especially with players abroad pranoy of course i've been traveling right. all throughout so it wasn't that new but uh, like in the first pbl we had uh, taufik in my team and yeah. that's something big yeah. for me of course and uh, in the second and of course i think i think rajiv was then mm-hmm. my team and mm-hmm. we really gelled along well so it was fun and this time of course there is there was um, Tanoy Lee Young Day and Sung Ji Hoon. So yeah. it was this is great experience in you know in all aspects that way. Uh, it gets quite hectic because you're literally playing a match. Actually, yeah, this time just you're yeah. playing. Next day you're traveling and you're not used to that. Mm. You know, used to playing a week and then, then going yeah. somewhere. So yeah, in that sense, it was super hectic but super fun mm. and definitely. Yeah. And do you think uh, the hectic also played probably or or was it on the fun side? The points that was reduced, you know, from 15 to 11. Uh-huh. Uh, uh-huh. So how is that like for you as a player? uh yeah definitely uh, it it becomes a bit more of you know i would say like a gamble kind of a thing mm. but it's it's exciting mm. it's exciting and that's uh, and i think that's the only way you can um have someone watch the entire tie without actually getting exhausted because yeah watching a uh, 15 best of 3 or 21 best of 3 
it it gets boring after a while, you know. So in that sense, yeah, it was it's a good change for a league thing. Hmm. Now coming to probably off the court, hmm. uh, your antics that we see. Yeah. Now, what got you into sketching, and <laughs> how did all you know, start and come by? Uh, I don't know. I think uh, sometime last year is when I actually started, because uh, I I knew I was decent at it because I'd done it years back. I'd made a couple of portraits then. Hmm. Did you, uh, did you study for it or did you learn about not it? Not really, not really. I think okay. even now my technique in many places is flawed, to be honest. But yeah, so I. I thought you would be able to make another one. So looking or at maybe it. a professional would even. <laughs> yeah. I think it's fine, but <laughs> but anyway. So I think uh, apparently, so it's quite funny how I actually uh, I wanted to actually have always been wanting to do something different, like sketch mm-hmm. or something for the past few years, but never really got myself to get the pencil and paper and put mm-hmm. that effort. Uh, then uh, I was in the US last year and uh, I was I was staying after the tournament I went to my cousin's place and uh, my cousin's daughter my niece uh, when I was at her place she uh, went back to her room and got a p- paper where I'd sketched her portrait years back okay. in 2008 I think when she had come for my sister's wedding and uh, I looked at that and I was like quite impressed with myself like, oh, that's not bad I'd done that <laughs> okay that's pretty cool and I think I had a lot of time to spare. I mean, as players, I mean, uh, you, you're done by 6, 7 in yeah. the evening and then you have your Sundays off. Right. Uh, I just, instead of doing the usual where you watch TV, watch shows or go out, I wanted to do, engage in something which, mm-hmm. you know, a little more, I would say, meaningful maybe. I don't know. Uh, and since I thought I had, you know, reasonable amount of skill in this aspect, I thought, why not? So I think I, the first time I was just thinking what to do, Whose portrait to do, and I just saw that okay, fine. Jack Nicholson, my mm. favorite actor. Like, why not? And I got uh, got around to it, and uh, surprisingly, it came out pretty well for the yeah. first, uh, you yeah. know, being out of touch for so long. And I was quite happy with that. And then I think from there, I just started doing it Keep a little more it. regularly. And then I got this thing of 3D thing. It just mm. hit me. Uh, so yeah, it's been fun. I really, really, really enjoy that. So it's good. Yeah, I think that was one cue when. When you were doing the Facebook Live, you and Pranoy, uh-huh. one of the fans asked, like, yeah, when yeah. can we see the exhibition? I think yeah. that was one thing that triggered me to probably think, okay, like let's that. do an exhibition <laughs> on the... Yeah, I saw <laughs> your article. It was beautiful. Yeah, I really liked it, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> Very so nice. do, you, do you really plan to do one, one day make it big in that field Exhibition? As well? uh, I was thinking, but... Uh, or taking sketching to another level. Yeah, yes. I've always been thinking that now since, you know, I really like it and... Uh, I think if you can always do what you're passionate about, then life is a game. I mean, it's mm. it's fun. So, yeah. yeah, I mean, I do have an idea, but I think I'll have to uh, research it more and see where avenues can be, you mm-hmm. know, where I can actually um, do it a little more, I think. Uh, so, let's see. Let's see. Hopefully, something works out. Okay, I think uh, let's move on to something fun now. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I have a quick fire questions for you. Okay. So I'll throw words, some words at you, and okay. let me know what comes. The first thing that comes to your mind by listening to the word. Oh, that's yeah. scary. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> don't worry, I don't have anything tough ones. <laughs> okay, let's start. Uh, badminton. Uh, it's a sport. I can't think of anything fun. Um, for you, according to you, what is badminton? Nice. Explosive. Okay. Sketching. Passion. Oh, shit, should be in the other way around. <laughs> no, but okay, yeah. Sure. Uh, Jack Nicholson. 
इंटिमिडेटिंग मुंबई <laughs> about social media no 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 about social media uh, uh, message oh, to the fans okay. in general uh i think uh, if you're passionate about something just go for it that's all yeah i mean yeah. that something you want to say something about yourself to them like about me yeah I mean, as in you are you are the best career thing and they are probably looking forward they are they even they uh, uh, along with you are at a happy moment well i think uh, i'm at my career best and uh, i think i've also enjoyed uh badminton much more over the past year even you know keeping the rankings aside so i think uh if anyone can manage to do that you know enjoy what you're doing you you do your best so that would be my thing okay yeah. to end would you like to recite any jack nicholson dialogue oh. that you remember <laughs> <laughs> or oh, there's one very long one but i don't think i can do that No, it's too hard. <laughs> <laughs> Any one-liners that you remember of? There's one from one of my favorite movies, Shawshank Redemption. Mm. Hope is a wonderful thing, probably the best of things, and no good thing ever dies. Okay, yeah. I think that's a good way to end <laughs> <Yeah>. the show. <laughs> Well, that is the. I mean, that's that's exactly what I said, right? It's a great way to end the show with that dialogue of Shawshank Redemption. Uh, now, if you want to know more about him, you can follow him on Twitter. If for those who don't know, his Twitter ID is Ajay underscore two eight nine. As I said, do check out the story that we did on him. It's an exhibition of his uh, artist artistic side of his uh, on our website, thefangrass dot com. And you can also wish him luck for the tournament that's coming up next week, the Sundarman Cup, uh, which is a team event. and he's part of the men's singles category so i hope you enjoyed the show if you're listening to us on youtube hit the like share subscribe to our channel hit the bell icon so you get updates of our new episodes uh, you can also listen to our show on audio boom soundcloud and various other podcasting apps uh, also download the ivm podcast app and have a great day folks and i hope you enjoy the show cheers और सुनो ये सब या फिर डाउनलोड करो उनका एप सब आपकी उंगलियों पर